0: hi everyone welcome to the fullest podcast today's guest is lisa levitt gainsley who is a lymphatic drainage specialist she holds a double certification in lymphedema therapy and has been a lymphatic massage practitioner for over 27 years lisa has worked with cancer patients at ucla medical center and has been in private practice for the last 20 years, where she's helped people who suffer from ailments ranging from lupus, Lyme, IBS, Crohn's, autoimmune disorders, eczema, digestive problems, menstrual issues, and all wellness enthusiasts who are just looking to avoid the chronic diseases their parents suffer from. Hi, Lisa. Hi,
1: thanks for having me on this beautiful
0: day. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I was just mentioning to you, I've been following your work for a while, I'm really inspired by what you share. And I'm really excited to ask you so many questions, because I think, um, I think overall, maybe people who are listeners or readers of the fullest, they might be aware of lymphatic drainage and lymphatic massage. But I think there's so much to it that we really mm-hmm. don't understand, even myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also am Amazed that you work with cancer patients. I think there's a component there because when we talk about lymph lymphatic massage and cancer, a lot of what comes to my mind is, are you spreading it? And Mm -hmm. so, is that a myth? Is that Mm -hmm. actually real? And and so, yeah, just so many things. Even like, you know, there are really cool companies popping up. I think one is like Ricari, where they do endermology and. They're just different ways to drain the lymphatic system. So I'm really excited to get all into it. Yay! <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I would love to just start with your background and, sure. and why
1: specifically you chose the lymphatic system yes. to work. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So thanks again for having me. Um, I'm such a fan, and I wrote a piece on my favorite lymphatic health tips for the fullest a couple of years ago. I just was digging through that and. It's beautiful to see your growth too, with the fullest. So thanks for having me. So my journey really began, um, I grew up in Los Angeles and in the late seventies, my mom was diagnosed with, uh, lung, lung cancer. She had lung and brain cancer. And in those days, you know, alternative and complementary medicine was not what it is today by any means. It was just very fringe and very small. And my mother, um, She did chemotherapy, radiation, she had brain surgery, you know, she had all the Western treatments. And then she read a book about uh, how a woman was hitchhiking and she cured her cancer through macrobiotic cooking and doing all these alternative methods, right? And we were not a hippie family by any means, but she launched into this macrobiotic diet and we started doing uh, meditation and creative visualization and we, as a family, started to meditate and lay next to each other and put our healing hands on each other and sort of imagine the immune cells in her body taking over the cancer cells. And it just became something as a family we did that didn't seem fringe. It seemed just a sensitive, beautiful way to support our mother through her illness. Um, That's so beautiful. Yeah. I to real quick. Yes. Like
0: that. It's amazing. And. How old were you at that 11. time?
1: Eleven. I was eleven.
0: Wow! So for an eleven-year-old to be like, "Yes, let's do this," and you know, that's a big deal. And how many siblings did you
1: have? Or- I have. Well, I have a brother who's a year older than me, and then I have a half sister and a half brother who grew up in Chicago. Uh, they live with their mother. My my mother's the second marriage of my father, mm-hmm. and so they would come visit. But my brother and I got really close during that period, and you know, he's wow. still my best friend and You know, my dad, even who's a lawyer and of that, you know, very Western brain set. He would even when we would have headaches, he would come in and put his hand on her head and like put the healing energy to help cure the headache. Right. And
0: yeah, do some Reiki. Yes. It
1: was like before we even knew really what that meant. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and say that it wasn't also hard. I mean, seeing her with a shaved head or. You know, her just not having energy and looking that ashen and gray on her face. But I, it was just so the sacred time lying with her with my hands on her and doing this visualization. And eventually she did pass away of cancer when I was 13. So I was still pretty young. So, um, obviously it didn't help her heal, but it helped reduce the side effects of cancer treatment. Wow! all of the things that we did as a family and that deep loss really launched me into this. Well, what is the meaning of life and how can we live with freedom and lightness and health in our body and to avoid some of those, like I said, chronic illnesses that our parents face. And so, yeah, I got into reading Buddhism and Hinduism and different cultures view on health and wellness. And in college, I studied was obsessed with the chinese five element theory and ayurveda and how that is integrated or not integrated into the west and this was the late 80s early 90s and it again acupuncture wasn't everywhere in those days and so i wanted to go into that field and understand how different cultures use medicine um but yeah as a white woman i didn't want to go into another culture and tell them how they do things that didn't seem legit and didn't resonate with me so i decided to go to massage school because i thought well if i go into the healing arts then i can have a seat at the table with other people and say what do you do here's what we do how can we all work together that makes sense right so in massage school this was in marin county in the early 90s among the redwood trees one of the required courses was lymphatic massage and still to this day it's not in every massage school. I got super lucky. My teacher, yes. up, her lineage is not just legit, but her she in, incorporated other modalities like teaching us Tai Chi and Qigong and showing us how a lymph massage is like a moving meditation. What I loved about it is it's just this light, gentle, rhythmic sensation aimed at the interstitial fluid the lymph fluid where the bacteria and toxins and viruses reside that get congested and helps move it towards those lymph nodes where you have white blood cells macrophages lymphocytes to filter out the waste so you can have a better immune system and you know most people in my program were really interested in the deep tissue and neuromuscular and fascia work and you know, the elbows and that was not my jam. I'm not the no, you know, pain pain is gain. That's not my thing. I loved how no, I was, don't like was, that.
2: Right. Some people love it.
0: Yeah. Well, also it's so much better for the practitioner, right? So it's just like more sustainable for everyone almost. Yes,
1: I am not young and I love that it still feels great in my body and I love that and I say this to people when I teach self-massage, what's important is that you as the practitioner is comfortable and relaxed in your body because that energy translates when you're working with somebody, whether you're speaking with them or you've got your hands on them or you're working on yourself. And I love that the lymph work feels like the undulating waves of seaweed that's so nurturing and soft and transportive and that's beneficial to the nervous system, and has all these immune-boosting benefits. So, and I'll answer this to answer your question, and then I'll, I'll be quiet for a moment, which is, one day I was taking the advanced course, and our teacher said, if you like this work, you can go on and continue, because it's really beneficial for cancer patients. Wow. Right. That board. So I, that was the Oprah moment where I just was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And wow. So
0: let's talk about benefits. Then. Yes, what let's do it. Are the, and make all the claims like I'm up for all the claims.
1: <laughs> so, right, time. right, right. So listen, so what what I love to say about it is. Back when I first started, nobody knew, nobody had ever heard of lymph massage, and nobody ever heard of the lymphatic system. Unfortunately, we're not taught the lymph system in school when we learn about the digestive system and the immune system, the cardiovascular system. We need to also introduce the term lymph system. Yeah, because we just don't have that general population of awareness. And my awareness in my studies came from the deep um biological and physiological components of what the lymphatic system does how it's the highway of your immune system oh interesting right so what you know fast forward 30 years or wherever we are now what you see a lot in social media or in beauty and wellness is you can get a thinner stomach or glowing skin which is true and that attracts a lot of people similar to how I'm also a yoga teacher. I've been a yoga teacher for 25 years. It's similar to yoga. A lot of people come in to get a thinner body and they stay because of the deeper transformative psychological and emotional benefits, right? Same with the same with lymphatic drainage. I welcome you no matter how you come to it, whether you're coming to get the love handles shaved off a little bit or you're coming because... You've got some deeper immune stuff or you have congestion or inflammation or you want to detox or avoid other other chronic issues that your parents have. So benefits (laughs) include, yes, shedding some extra inflammation because your lymph system regulates the fluid balance of your body. Mm -hmm. So when you are working with your lymph system, you are going to shed some of that extra inflammation. It does help with your skin. It helps the glowing skin from the inside out. We work a lot in the gut, right? We all know about the gut and face connection, the brain connection. Some of the benefits include um, helping your lymphatic system that's in the brain that works with your cerebral spinal when you sleep to remove amyloid plaque, which is part of the neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, MS, Parkinson's. I was at a conference um, in Washington, D.C. in the heads of the National Institute of Health said that studying the lymph system may lead to a cure for ibs in in uh, infectious diseases parkinson's alzheimer's which right. we have a huge epidemic of, huge so. epidemic yeah. so in addition to all of those you can quell inflammation help digestive in- issues you can help get rid of brain fog headaches earaches sinus congestion um the list goes on my
0: gosh yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> talk, I talk about, cause I think for the most part, we know like our liver detoxes a lot. I mean, so many different systems in our body are used for detoxing, but primarily like yes, the liver yes. is
1: where we, so how does this differ from that? Great question. So the thing about the lymphatic system, it's connected to every system in your body. Okay. Okay. So it's not acting, nothing in your body acts independently. Yeah. Everything works together. So yeah. essentially, I'll back up and give you a, a little background of what your lymph system is doing so that we can then move into the, what the how it interacts with the liver and the spleen, the gallbladder, etc. So essentially, your blood vessels, which bring nutrients to your body, then some metabolic waste gets released and the blood system can't pick up the excess waste of the body and it hangs out in your interstitial fluid connective tissue space that's where your lymph system works as sort of like this extra set of pipes to take that sewage water out of your body so it absorbs the way plant the roots of a plant would absorb water absorbs that extra waste that includes cancer cells viruses bacteria metabolic waste plasma proteins and it moves it through its network of vessels, capillaries, to the areas in your body where you have lymph nodes. And those lymph nodes are those white blood cells that sample the fluid and figures out what it needs to purify and destroy. Then it leaves the lymph nodes, goes into deeper lymphatic ducts and channels, and it brings that fluid back to the bloodstream purification, right? And then it goes to the kidneys and then you you know, whatever. That's why peeing, wow. sweating, but right? So it's all working together. So it can take what your, what other organs should help processing some of that fluid gets drained into lymph nodes where then it gets put back. In. It's a like recyc- great recycling system of your body. Mm-hmm. That's so and beautiful. then you have these lymphoid, what we call lymphoid organs, that most people don't realize are your lymphoid organs which are clusters of lymph nodes where bacteria exists your tonsils the spleen the appendix wow right I mean, like gosh. these are like, telling people to remove all of those basically well i mean listen i get that i really do i i, I understand that you know some situations sometimes obviously. you have to right yeah. but but you know the pirate patches there's areas in your gut i mean the lymph vessels in your gut make up 70% of your immune system. They're absorbing that excess fat and they're bringing it back to your bloodstream for fuel. So it aids in your digestion. It aids in detoxing chemicals that maybe the liver is supposed to process, but can't do it all together. So it's all working together to detoxify yourself. So why wouldn't you get a lymphatic inside? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. but so i'm like i want my son my two and a half year old son to get lymphatic massage like, I okay. well i'll teach it. you i'll teach you how to do it oh. my kids are spoiled i work on them all the time they were like begging me last night for a massage and massage them all the time
0: oh yeah i think i think it would be interesting also if you could explain to us like where are all yeah all over yes. right yeah we know that we have a lot as women, I think even like in our vagina, right? I mean, it's yes, it's ever, It's oh, in the
1: pelvic right. cavity. But oh. I do like to when when that is raised, I'm going to tell you where yeah. your lymph where the lymph nodes are clustered because that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if you have episode notes, I can send you a map of where the lymph, yes. lymph is exactly. so that people can go and see it because the visuals are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to add because some a couple I've had people message me about that saying, oh, I went and I saw a lymphatic practitioner and they said to stimulate the lymph nodes in my pelvic cavity, they had to do it through the vagina. I'm like, oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless you have genital lymphedema, but still like you can help pump your lymph system, which I'll also talk about when I talk about the lymph nodes on top, like on your skin, you don't have to go internally for that. So don't let anyone go up in there. (laughs) Um, unless you yeah. know them, unless they're pelvic specialist trained and they're working your pelvic floor and they're legit. But anyway, so your lymph nodes primarily are clustered in the hinges of your body, in the neck, around the ear and chin, in the armpit, the axillary lymph nodes, along the sternum line, the abdomen, little behind the elbow, little behind the knees, at the top of the thigh, called the inguinal nodes. The lymph fluid has certain directions and pathways that it drains. It's like a topo map of the body. So the fluid from the head and the neck and the face drain to the lymph nodes at your, the base of your neck. A lot of people, the first time they come to lymph to understand what about lymph is they get swollen lymph nodes in your neck. Mm-hmm. That's your body fighting something off. Usually that subsides after a couple weeks or after the initial infection is over because it's destroying the foreign matter, the harmful bacteria and pathogens. And then you have fluid from the breast and chest that drains to the armpit and a little in the sternum. The arm drains to the elbow crease in the armpit. Front and back of the body is draining to the front of the, the back of the body is also draining to the front. Then you have the abdomen, so many lymph nodes and lymph vessels there. The legs, the fluid from the legs comes up the body to the thighs and it goes into the abdomen and into what's called the thoracic duct, which is the largest lymph vessel of the body that takes all the fluid from the lower half of your body and defies gravity and comes back up to bring it back to your heart. That's why deep diaphragmatic breathing is so helpful because it helps put that external pressure on the lymph vessels, which don't have their own pump the way the the heart pumps your bloodstream or cardiovascular. The lymph vessels don't have their own central pump. It depends on external forces such as arterial pulsations, musculoskeletal movement. That's why like movement's so important. Deep diaphragmatic breathing and lymph massage. Wow. I love I that. I'm like a mouthful. I hope I'm not like a mouthful No, it's amazing.
0: I love that. So I think that's super helpful to so when someone gets, um, obviously, like when you get a cold or all this stuff, like you really feel that under yes. your your neck. But what about with someone who gets something removed? You know, Great whether
1: question,
0: because they needed to yes. get that specific thing removed, or maybe like my sis, uh, I don't want to say my sister, <laughs> someone else. Okay, I'll say my sister. <laughs> Um, she's had breast um, augmentation. And she was just saying to me because she's pregnant, she's like, I really want a nurse but um, you know, I, I think they removed some of that and she's nervous and, and I know so many people in that same situation, whether it's through that type of surgery or a different surgery that it's not necessarily because you needed to remove your tonsils or because you needed to remove your appendix, but it just was like a byproduct of it. So I'm curious. Um, but then great again, question. I interviewed my friend who um, had thyroid cancer and she has, you know, no yes. lymph nodes here. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Okay, great. Because this is what I work with, right? So, yeah. and this is what I would love your audience to understand is the difference in the type of lymphatic practitioners. If yeah. somebody just wants to sort of like, shed a few pounds in their waist for a day, you go to one of these spas that says they do lymphatic drainage, right? And you'll lose yeah. some water weight, which is great, right? If people want that, fantastic. I like, I support that 100%. But then there's people who have, like you're saying, a little bit more of specific issues and they really need to find a certified lymphedema therapist who has the credentials to work with them to quote unquote reroute fluid or work with that scar tissue or or um, understand what happens when somebody has had surgery, whether it's rhinoplasty and nose job, facelift, like you said, thyroid cancer, breast augmentation. What happens during surgery and even liposuction is they're cutting. Well, not in, in liposuction, they're not cutting the skin. I mean, it's a small little, you know, but, but so they're we, sucking uh, out not- the lymph system but you also said no rhinoplasty.
0: I didn't even think about having right. a nose that. job. Yeah. Right. So there's
1: are obviously lymph nodes. They're just everywhere, they're everywhere. which listen, yeah. you know, you've got like anywhere between 500 and 800 lymph nodes in your body, but you have trillions of lymph vessels and there are a lot of, you have a superficial layer of lymph vessels that rest underneath the skin before the muscle bed that when you do surgery, you're, they cut through the lymph vessels yeah thankfully the lymph vessels you have so many of them that they can reroute and find other patterns to drain similar to the way if you're driving on the freeway and your exit's blocked or it's down to one lane and you're like so irritated but you can either go around but it create can create a bottleneck of fluid that's why some people who've had surgery they might feel inflammation around that area and there's trauma There's trauma in that area. And so when you are laying your hands in that area, you can affect the tissue quality and soften that tissue quality. I've worked with people who are at risk for breast cancer and their breast density on their mammograms have gone down. That's incredible. from massaging themselves. So mm-hmm. if somebody has had lymph nodes removed, let's say in their armpit, because they had breast cancer, they often remove them to sample to see if it spread to the lymph system. But you can't grow lymph nodes back.
0: Wow. They don't grow
1: back. Sample
0: even. Just to, to sample
1: them, high. To know to stage it. And yes, you want to remove cancer if it's in the lymph nodes. Like, fine. I'm not saying don't do that. There are some new surgeons who can do what's called reverse mapping. So this is really important. If somebody has a breast cancer diagnosis and they are having surgery, ask your surgeon, do you do reverse mapping where they inject a dye during surgery to see, do I need to take the lymph node or not? Wow. And that's new. Not everybody knows about it. That's really
0: good to know. And that's only done in surgery. They can't do it. Correct. Beforehand. They
1: do, right? And not every surgeon is trained to do it you wow. gotta ask mm-hmm. so but so if once they remove lymph nodes and now there's surgeries to kind of like move lymph nodes from one area of body to the other or, or reconnect lymph vessels during surgery and that is after someone has had surgery so there's also those kinds of surgeons which is a Whoa. new field um, in the past 15 years which is amazing but essentially lymphedema occurs when the lymph vessels have been removed or there's been surgery or radiation that damages it And then you get an accumulation of fluid that doesn't move enough on its own. Wow. Okay. Does that answer your question? It totally does. That (laughs) makes so much sense. And that's what lymphedema is. Okay. Correct. That's what lymphedema lymphedema is. is.
0: Okay. And then so let's talk about what if before that, so before anyone's had surgery, or I mean, I guess this could happen obviously after and you get a cancer diagnosis and you've had some other type of surgery, but Let's talk about cancer and lymphatic massage. And obviously, you're saying that there's amazing benefits. and helping drain. But then at the same time, let's talk about when people say like you can spread it. That's a myth that's
1: never been proven. Oh, and God. that's what people used to say like 20 years ago. However, we don't recommend doing lymphatic massage on an active cancer that isn't treated because you know it's listen a lot of that is just um to be safe yeah okay and you know you just don't want to i think that fear is very real that you're going to spread cancer and you want you want somebody to listen they they can really cure they can a lot of people can have cancer cured and i'm a big exactly yeah and i think that's because yeah i'm not i'm not against western treatment and i like i I mean your mom passed away like it's not like you're saying
0: you know it's like the end-all be-all and to have alternative care but like at the same time i i see both sides and i and i think that like people should still have the opportunity to make their decision. In the state of California, it's like illegal for your doctor to um, tell you at, or give you any other recommendation other than chemo and radiation and surgery. It's completely illegal for them, and so I think that makes it um, difficult when maybe you know you can do alternatives and see how that goes. And it's a yes. gamble.
1: Yes, it. and yeah. it, I mean, listen. When I was at UCLA Medical Center, I wasn't allowed to talk about diet or nutrition or all these other exercise. You know, I could talk about exercise, but there were things I couldn't talk about
2: wow. legally
1: either. And so that was one of the reasons. Diet I like, and
2: nutrition. Right. I mean, this no.
1: was also in the '90s. But and, you know, but they pass. They do send you to a nutritionist, which is fine. I'm not a nutritionist, and and still to this day, I don't. No. You know, I'll say here are herbs, anti-inflammatory herbs that are good, but I don't always recommend because I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't play one. I'd rather refer out. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into things like that. And so, you know, there are simple dietary things that I can suggest, but you also have to understand what is somebody, what is going on for somebody is different than somebody else. When you're going through chemo, you're not going to be taking certain herbs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause it's, um, because it inter- and it yeah, interferes, interferes
1: with it the chemo. So it. I don't like to, you know, people often want me to suggest herbs for them like a blanket statement on Instagram. And I'm not going to do that.
0: No. Yeah. And everyone's different. Like you said, there's trauma. Right. There's so many reasons why we can have this imbalance and have this cancer growth. And, um, you know, it could be from a- an assortment of things that just are all combined environmental toxins well, and toxins. and what we're putting on
1: our
2: body. That's it, the yeah. other
1: thing. All the chemicals in our products,
2: your yeah. skin
1: absorbs 60% of that and it has to get filtered through the lymph system. Deodorant, perfect example. <laughs> like, People putting toxins right in the armpit where the axillary lymph nodes are. I'm like, what I are you know. doing? <laughs> Ditch it. Get rid of it. The fact that it's legal just is so absurd. insane. To put the it's all the chemicals. It's absurd. Oh that's what I love that you're promoting. All of these great products that are... Um, So safe for you, safe for your children, safe for your household, you know, all of those things kind of add up to what's called the like the lymph load in your body that you're that you're I described sort of like a big blue Santa Monica bus like the more it's already a slow moving vehicle, then you load a bunch of people on and it's not going to offer it's not going to function optimally. Mm -hmm. So part of lymph massage is like getting the people off the bus moving the cars out of the way so it can function optimally and i just want to say a quick thing about facelifts and rhinoplasty or elective surgeries like breast augmentation because that's a reality and people are going to do it and i work with so many people that's that got a tummy tuck and they're like i feel great about myself yeah i don't judge that i say great now let's work on scar tissue softening the traumatized tissue so your lymph can flow so if you're going to have a surgery find somebody to work with that's going to support your body coming back into this healthy rhythm before and after
0: i totally agree and i love that because i um yeah i think that it's like you said it's just our culture our society and people are going to do it and and it's a great thing to think about how it can affect you and understand the options, like and understand, okay, well, you're going to do this, because that's what you really want. And but also just know that, you know, it, it is messing with the flow of your body. I mean, your body is not meant to be cut into Really, and so I think that's awesome. I wanted a nose drop So I'm Persian, and so like I literally like, grew up. And, like my my entire family. I'm the only person that hasn't had a nose job. Oh my God, I'm calling everyone out. Right Your nose now. is perfect. Yeah, I mean, but it, I, growing up, it was like basically you just do it. You like turn 16 and you get a nose job. Like Amazing. it was just part of it, you know. And everyone in Iran has one, but. I just always was like nervous about it anyways. And then I got to a place where I was like, I don't need this and it's just not gonna serve me because I just know too much at this point. Like I knew so much where I was like that that doesn't that doesn't fit into my life anymore and um, and yeah, so
2: I thought that was well, interesting. It's
1: interesting. I, I want to say something and, and and bring it back to your sister, which is growing for me. Growing up, my boobs were always massive pendulum; they never stood up straight. I was never yeah. one of these people <laughs> that like. I'm like, what is the point of titty? Like, I don't have. They always sag, and I wanted a, a breast lift, lift and a oh oh smaller. And that's the one where they like remove a lot of lymph nodes, right, or no? Well, and not necessarily lymph nodes, but they remove. Uh, lymph pathways, the vessels, right? Wow. And and I remember a doctor saying, "You might not be able to breastfeed." Wow! And I was in high school, right? And thank God they said that because I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna wait 18. Yeah. I'm gonna wait." And I never did it. And they're so saggy. I don't totally care. <laughs> My husband doesn't wow. care. I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> but some people get it and they love it, and that's fine. But let's work the scar tissue and let's heal that mm. area. I don't want anyone feeling bad. People feel great about it. Breast implants can trigger an autoimmune issue. Yeah. And some people are allergic to them and they have them swapped out. And let there's there's emotional trauma in there. Mm-hmm. And your sister, she may or may not be able to breastfeed. I think some people can and some people can't. Yeah. But it'd be great for her to, to see someone. And I, I can know. teach her... Self massage. That's what oh, I. Okay. So that's what I've sort of I been doing is teaching lymphatic self massage workshops, so that people can work on themselves. I work on myself. I don't see somebody because yeah, I haven't no found someone who has that yeah. training that I have. And mm-hmm. so, and that's what my new book that I wrote. And no, I want you to talk today, about your book book new book. That that's
2: is,
0: exciting. And this is all making it more accessible because again i think part of what we're going through right now and what we're seeing healthcare wise and we're seeing so many epidemics it's not just covid it's like we have so many things going on and and people are hurt and it's because we don't have access to preventative care and it's not covered and so we're really passionate about that piece. And I think, you know, doing things like these workshops, like for doing it on yourself or reading a book. I mean, these are things that make it so much more accessible and it's really exciting for us to yes. see.
2: Yes.
0: yes. And that's
1: what I set out to do writing this book because it's expensive to see me. It's expensive to go and, and have somebody, you know, get your love handles thinner for a couple days it's not sustainable for most americans yeah but and they're not and most lymphatic practitioners they're not in every town community so lymphatic self-massage what i what i started doing is developing sequences to target common symptoms like sinus congestion breast tenderness menstrual cramps and I, and so the book, my book is called the book of lymph self care practices to enhance immunity, health, and beauty it wow. is published by Harper wave. I'm so excited. And, and I've got a bunch of like foreign deals. So it's going to be translated into a bunch of different languages. And there's over 300 illustrations in the book. Oh my gosh. And It's broken down the self massage sequences by ailments. You could do a sequence for ear aches, glowing skin. Oh my gosh! Right, you can do a sequence for achy limbs if you have arthritis in your arms, legs, lymphedema, glowing skin. So that's you know, really amazing. Like the like for
0: example, the other night my son was complaining about his ears. Right. And we've never had an ear infection before, so I was really nervous. I think it was his molars, but right. it just would have been so nice because he yes. also. I, and this is actually really prominent in kids. They have like more enlarged um, lymph nodes behind their ears, yes, I've
1: heard. Right. And that's so right. being able to learn to drain those that's and right. how, And it yeah. was so, and, and you know, you, you pointed, you know, from your ear down your neck, that's the drain, that's the pattern drainage of the ears is down the neck, to the right and left lymphatic, the supraclavicular lymph nodes right at the base of the neck. And it's a very, 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 very light touch and especially with a kid you probably don't need to do you know too much less is more i always tell people it's like a fat, little more than a feather but not as much as a nickel or dime you don't want to overstimulate the lymph system but when you get oh, when you get that fluid sweet spot i was just teaching lymphatic self-care workshop it was a virtual workshop in japan and i was teaching them the self-massage sequence for the face and in you know within two minutes one of the participants started draining. She had COVID in December and had so much sinus congestion, which some people, it's, you know, really roots in the respiratory lungs. And then some people really roots in the, in, in the sinuses. And I mean, she was just draining the entire hour. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing to watch probably and witness. It was extraordinary. And if people email me and write me just from the Free tutorials I'll post on Instagram. Just how their breast tissue changes, or their digestion improves, or their sleep improves. I mean, it really still astounds me after all these decades how people get can help themselves.
0: Yeah, no, that's so exciting. Your book and even just online, being able to have access to just going. I mean, whether it's virtual a virtual workshop or just your social media accounts, you know, so I think that's amazing. And that's what makes social media uh, an amazing tool as well. There's so many things that I think I don't like about it, but at right. the same time the things I do appreciate yes. so that's, that's
2: wonderful. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Endermology
1: then? So I think again it has its place for people who want to really target um reduced inflammation in specific areas. Um, as a practitioner, it's not something I'm interested in doing because I love the healing aspect of hands-on, of yeah. touch. That's for me. But for some people, they just they want to go and have the machine on them because they have a targeted um, purpose. So I think for a targeted purpose, that's fine. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if somebody's got some underlying um, health issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. And also, I just I've
0: done it once and it was a while ago. And I noticed though, it feels different than a lymphatic massage. Like it's more intense, actually, right.
2: like,
1: hold your skin. And right. so I'm curious about that. Right? Yes. Yeah, so it's not the gold standard yeah. of lymphatic drainage massage, but they're not saying that it is. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. Right? So they're not saying that. What you know, I think that they're quite clear in what they're saying. I think that listen, a lot of people are using lymphatic drainage now because it is having its golden moment in wellness, which I've been waiting for that to happen. So I'm yeah. happy mm-hmm. for that. That's why I really want to educate people on understand what your goals are so you know who to go to. And mm-hmm. listen, I get the people who some, Andrology, or a machine or deep or even a fascia blaster or even rolling is too yeah. inflammatory for them. It can mm-hmm. create more inflammation if somebody has lymphatic issues that they might not even be aware of. And so those are the people who kind of find me or practitioners who work a little bit more traditionally. Mm-hmm. I think is the way to put it.
0: And does lymphatic massage move the fascia?
1: Like is is the fascia connect. I mean, that's but, all connected. Well, so. right. I mean, it's all, yes, but, um, it can, but we're not necessarily targeting that. I mean, you can yeah. move that. I mean, I think there's a lot of practitioners who are doing a blended type of massage that might have that background, um, like myself. And then I might move into other modalities because that's what the person needs at the time. And so that's I see. Know, reasonable. And you can also kind of help that posture with even just stretching and and movement, which is going to help benefit the lymph system because when that fascia is kind of tight, it will impede lymph flow. Mm-hmm. But a lymphatic drainage massage, what I love about it is it is so nurturing that what you, what often people find is their muscles relax. I've had people, I'll teach them or I'll work on their face lymphatically and it improves their TMJ. And we're mm-hmm. not digging in deeply into the muscle bag. It, it, it's like what we're doing is we're alternating the ch- internal terrain, that internal landscape by softening everything around it. And it will just unfurl and unwind. It may have this effect your lymph system because it's connected. You might start gurgling in your stomach when I'm working in your face or your armpits.
0: That's incredible. It's It just goes back to the fact that as a culture, we just like want everything to be rough and intense totally. and like work unless that's the way it is and then pain is beauty and right. like this whole idea like speaking of my sister like i was so young and i'm the younger one so she would like put me in a chair and like do my hair do my makeup wow. i was like her doll and she'd be like pain is beauty pain is beauty Did when she'd do like that in
1: braids and oh you know God. and i feel like that's so sad That pain is beauty. Some people are into that. And that's totally fine. That's not my jam. Like, I'm definitely, and I say this all the time when I teach workshops. I'm like, we are, we're so focused on this, like, type A mentality. And I'm like, the lymph work is the type B. Come have a seat on the couch. Lie back on your bed and massage your armpits. Like, you know, that's just all about, like the restorative yoga totally.
0: and the walking versus running and lympho- like i just like so and i used to be very type a and i think that's why because right. it was causing inflammation for it me. was yeah and so i mean yeah i would do like crazy um exercise strength training exercises like high intensity and yes. i just i don't know it just my body doesn't respond well to that and
2: yes.
1: it was so nice to have something that's calming and yes and there's times there's different times your body might need different things and definitely even like with heat you know you have all of these um, products now that are targeting towards putting external heat on your body and sweating and getting really hot and sweating and people like it's great for the lymphatic system and it can be because you can help sweat out the toxins but some people get inflamed with external heat
2: Mm-hmm. So that,
1: which is why I actually really love the infrared biomat because, don't yeah, bio you, know, you love it? Because, yeah. you know, it's going to help you can change the setting and turn it way, way down and still get the benefits. But I get those people that come to me and they're like, you know, this hot, cold, plunge, hot, heat, they're like, it inflames me. And I'm like, yes. What happens is those lymph vessels that open and close to propel lymph through the channels can spasm, open, mm-hmm. and kind of. Hold that inflammation. So those are the people that that find me. Whereas it might be beneficial to somebody else and their lymphatic constitution. But it's not for it's not everybody. I mean, I get people who they go for a walk and in the heat and they swell in the summer months. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's a sign of (laughs) lymphatic congestion. So I wouldn't give them more heat.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my gosh, you're just you have so much knowledge <laughs> here, and I love it so much. And I really appreciate you coming on and and I love the work that you're doing. And I know that it's amazing how, um, yeah, your work has just expanded so much and that's exciting. And now that there's a book coming Yay! out, how many so people interested? can have access to what you're doing. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us and I can't wait to have you back on Thank soon.
1: you. Yes. And hopefully we'll meet in person and you'll receive the work someday. or we can do a workshop too someday. You know, if anyone's looking to buy the book, they could go to my website. I have a link to it at the lymphatic message or independent booksellers are selling it. And it's on Amazon um, pre-order right now. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. We'll share a link for this, um, for the notes. Thank you so much. Keep up your work and have a safe and lovely next few months.